This is Mondo Jazz on Radio Free Brooklyn. Something else from somewhere else. Welcome to another edition of Mondo Jazz on Radio Free Brooklyn, which, as always, benefits from coming after a great weekly show like Jerry Curl Chronicles, courtesy of Mike Joseph. Today, we will focus our attention on the work of British drummer, composer, arranger, producer, and label manager, and all-around creative soul, Steve Arguelles. The opening track for today's program was the title track from his 1994 album Busy Listening, which I picked up not only because it still sounds fresh and gorgeous uh, 25 years after its release, but because busy listening could very well be a formula to describe Steve Arguella's approach, a music manifesto of sort that outlines the M.O. of a wrestling musician who, for his whole career, has kept looking for something new. So indeed, Steve Arguella has kept himself busy listening. 
busy listening to new sources of inspiration that explain his eclectic output, which ranges from a folk-infused jazz to electronica, and busy listening to the musician he's on stage or in the recording studio with, always perfectly attuned uh, to a selected circle of uh, partners in crime from the most creative groups of uh, European jazz musicians. And so in the next two hours, we'll try to give you a taste of his uh, countless projects as a leader or as a sideman to some of the most important European and international improvisers, from uh, Benoit Delbecq to John Taylor, Django Bates, Omar Sosa, Jory Dijkstra, and many others. In between the music, there will be segments of an exclusive interview to Steve Arguelles for Mondo Jazz, which uh, reached him in Paris, where he's been living for years. Steve Arguelles is a musician that definitely deserves to be widely known and appreciated in the US like he has been for years in Europe. If you're already familiar with his music, you'll be delighted to refresh your memory, but if you don't know him yet, I'm pretty sure that the next two hours will turn you into an instant devotee. And that's exactly what happened to me years ago, two minutes into my listening to the CD Visit, the second album by The Recyclers. The trio he co-leads with the French pianist Benoit Delbecq and at the time also with guitarist Noël Akshuti. So here is one of the best tracks of the 1997 record, Farfisa, followed by Steve Arguelles talking to us about how the band came together after he moved to Paris.
I moved to Paris and I was already performing in Benoit's quartet when we did that record paintings. And I wanted to start a group in Paris. And I was, you know, thinking who could I invite and what kind of music would I like to do. And uh, so I put it together with Benoit and uh, Noel Acciotti. I wanted to do a, a music that was quite rhythmic with some, you know, abstract elements and kind of uh, freely played. There was no bass. The recyclers, we had this idea that we were kind of using a little bit of found sounds, you know, with prepared piano. I was also putting percussion elements into the drums and Noel was also uh, preparing his guitar. So this was a kind of idea behind the name, the recyclers, the idea of using found objects to change the sound. And also uh, we were doing a kind of a cellular music, you know, small rhythmic fragments that were repeated. So that was the idea for the name, the recyclers. Thank you. 
we're obviously really interested in uh, Benoit, the way he plays prepared piano. We're interested in rhythmic concepts, but sound has always been an important element for me. Not just rhythm that doesn't have a good sound to it, to me, is is lacking, you know. So this idea of working with a, a sound designer like Nicola Becker explodes the or opens up this kind of a sound uh, environment that we can use, you know, not just uh, drums or percussion. I mean, in a way, Nicola Becker with sound design, he's a kind of a percussionist. And also Benoit, the way he plays piano is a percussionist. So, you know, some people say, oh, it's kind of a, you know, a trio of percussionists in a way, even though we deal with the materials each each of us in a different way.
You're listening to a special edition of Mondo Jazz dedicated to the British drummer and composer Steve Arguelles. We just heard music from the first two albums from one of his more remarkable projects, the collaborative trio The Recyclers, trio that he co-leads with the French pianist Benoit Delbecq. And on those early albums, the third player was a French guitarist Noël Achoté, who later was uh, replaced by bassist and multi-instrumentalist Christophe Disco Mink. The tracks we heard were a composition by Steve Orgueyes entitled Farfisa from the 1997 album Visit, and then a couple of covers. The first was a Togo by Ed Blackwell from uh, the Recycler's first album Rhymes, which came out in 1994, and then a Don Cherry composition entitled Mopti, again from the album Visit. Two compositions which perfectly fit a trio that has always been rooted in electronic experimentation as much as it has been fond of African rhythmic concepts. In between tracks, uh, we heard segments of the interview with Steve Arguelles uh, describing the recycler's approach to music. The recyclers have been active uh, for more than a quarter century, even though they have not been uh, too prolific in terms of uh, numbers of albums out. But a few months ago, all recyclers fans rejoiced when uh, the new album came out, and that was Davu, which features the band's current lineup, uh, featuring, as I mentioned, bassist uh, Christoph Mink. So, in our interview, we spoke about the genesis of this new record. Davou, it's a big uh, mythical studio in Paris, and uh, we had the opportunity to do a recording session there, and uh, the music went well, we were happy with it, and uh, then the studio closed down, and, you know, well, we just decided to call the the album Davou. I had uh, the various themes that are on the record, and um, we only had one day in the studio, so it's quite free and improvised. I've been doing a lot of production work for different artists over the last uh, 20 years. And so sometimes I think of it like film editing. So we have some of the tunes and it would maybe they would last 15 minutes and then I would cut them down. I would edit them down to the sort of essential parts as we didn't have too much time in the studio. If there were some fragment in the melodies that I wasn't happy with or wanted to redo, we had a little bit of a editing session and some overdubs as well. So uh, it's a little bit of a collage of the work that was done in the studio, you know. Thank you. 
with the recyclers, we've accompanied quite a lot of uh, singers, you know, so we had a patch of quite a few years where we were accompanying singers. We were kind of like a, the backing band of choice for, for some people. The singers that worked with us are interested in sort of uh, the sonic and the textural possibilities that we can give them. When we do our own music as a trio, I think it's, it's a little more abstract, which doesn't always work for, for the singers. And I think with singers, we're a bit more organized, if you like, as we have all of these different sonic elements and different uh, instrumentation that seems to be attractive to, to, to singers, you know.
watch that fucker die She said you're not a father And I really can't be bothered To sit around and listen to your lies To watch a dream go slipping through your fingers Like so much sand before the wind And if you can stand and take it And never have to fake it Well, brother, you're a better man Listen to me wrong, that's so bad, I know it's wrong I see I'm surrounded by my friends and they love me And if I ever really had a fall, they would come to me with love and understanding just like I would And emotional extensions You can't but start your journey with a single step You can't remember how to feel And panic takes the wheel So you're washed up cheering by the river's edge So watch your dream go slipping through your fingers Like so much sand before the wind Stand and take it And never have to fake it Then brother you're a better man than I Oh, hell, listen to me mom Yeah, that's so bad I know it's wrong I see I'm surrounded by my friends And they love me
saw my papa in heaven He told me he's only seven drinks in the bathroom Where angels fear to tread Life is just the same there You were born like you and me There is no God waiting at the golden gate Saying you shall be free I'm taking his advice to give me so nice Live by my own targeting all so Featuring Steve Arguelles in this uh, special edition of Mondo Jazz on uh, Radio Free Brooklyn, dedicated to this uh, phenomenal British musician who has now been living in Paris for uh, quite a few years. We started off uh, with music from the latest album by the Recyclers, Davout, which came out a few months ago. From that record, we heard a composition entitled Kitchen. 
After another excerpt of our interview with Steve Arguelles, we then listened to La Rua Madureira, a beautiful cover of a song by the French singer-songwriter Nino Ferrer, in which the recyclers backed one of the vocalists with whom they've been often collaborating, the Swiss singer and actress Irene Jacob. This track appears on Morceau Choisy, an album in which the recyclers back a very diverse range of singers. That was followed by Sand by the Canadian-British uh, singer and trombonist Ashley Slater, with whom uh, Steve Arguelles worked also as a member of the Loose Tubes. And stay tuned, because we're going to play some of their music later. This is off the album Big Lounge, on which, again, the Recyclers acted as the backing band to a uh, singer, in this case, Ashley Slater. The record came out in 2002 on Steve Arguelles' own label, Plush Records. After closing the session dedicated to the Recyclers, we featured another collaboration between Steve Arguelles and a great European vocalist, the Irish singer Christine Tobin, who has been very active on the London scene before spending some time in New York City more recently. From her 2003 album You Draw the Line, released on the British label Babel, we heard Night Talking. And let's now go a little bit back in time to when it all started for Steve Arguelles, and that is the London scene of the 1980s, where so many young, great musicians were honing their craft with a collective spirit that seems to have uh, resurfaced thanks to this new crop of experimental and creative uh, performers that are making the London scene vibrant again. We asked uh, Steve Arguelles about that early phase of his career and his collaboration with a great pianist, uh, John Taylor. We grew up in Birmingham. It's about two hours from London and it's in the middle of the country. I would go to London regularly. We had family in London too and play with youth orchestras, uh, youth jazz orchestras. I'd stay over in London and I, you know, started playing with uh, young musicians. And then uh, I used to play at a club, which was a nice club called the 606 Club. And uh, it was the old place, which was really tiny. It was, a, it was a bit of a fire trap, but it was an after hours club. And I used to play there. And then lots of people would come down there and, and there'd be like a jam session. And so I picked up a lot of gigs that way. I was young. I was about 16, 16 and 17. That's how I played with the Ronnie Scott's bass player down there. And then he hooked me up to play with Ronnie Scott when the drummer was not available. That was Martin Drew in those days. So that's how I started playing uh, with Ronnie Scott. And it it was Ron Matthewson, the bass player. He was the, he was the bass player that hooked me up and uh, playing with Stan Saltzman and then with Gordon Beck and all of these people. An older generation, but it was an amazing uh, learning experience, you know, playing so regularly at Ronnie Scott's club and stuff, you know, so it was a good time. And also, uh, actually a lot with John Taylor who sadly died a couple of years ago. When I first played with John, I didn't know what the hell was going on. You know, I was, I was hanging on for dear life. Somehow it all worked out, you know, and um, so I've been very fortunate.
the, our second set, you know, that would be around about midnight, you know, which was a pretty good, uh, it, was a, it was a good slot. So these, there was a lot of people that would come down and hear you play. Sometimes the musicians could, you know, get into the club for free. So people would just come and hang and, you know, everybody would check everybody else out. And especially you could play for two weeks, you know, or for one week, which was great. You know, it nearly never happens anymore. So that was a good time. The South African exile community in London was pretty big, especially what concerned us, I suppose, was the influence of uh, the Blue Notes. Uh, so that's that's Chris McGregor, Duda Pukwana, Mongezi Fezi, Johnny Diani, and Luis Maholo. So, and they were doing their their own kind of music and they they really integrated into the london scene and were quite influential on a, an older generation than ourselves but also on us you know django remembers listening to dudu pukwana's music uh, i think his dad used to play some of the records or something uh django started playing in dudu's band and then uh difficulties with their drummer so django got me to play in dudu's band and then my brother was playing in chris mcgregor's band so their music was really uh, influential to us at that time in the uh in the 80s you know
to Radio Free Brooklyn. This is Mondo Jazz and we've been uh, looking back uh, to the early years of drummer and composer Steve Arguella's career. In between segments of the interview with him, we played Hermana Guapa starting the set, one of the most beautiful compositions by this drummer with a knack for memorable melodies. He has recorded uh, this uh, track, uh, this composition on several occasions and the rendition we heard is from his early collaboration with the famed uh, British pianist John Taylor that appears on uh, John Taylor's trio album Blue Glass, which was recorded live in London at Ronnie Scott's in uh, June of 1991. And Ronnie Scott's, as we heard from Steve Arguelles, uh, was in those days at the heart of his musical universe in a city with a vibrant uh, young scene destined to transform the British and European jazz landscapes. The epicenter of that movement uh, was a collective uh, a large ensemble which had its headquarters at Ronnie Scott's, the Loose Tubes. This band had so much talent in its ranks and launched the careers of so many of today's top British players, from uh, Django Bates to Ian Bellamy to Martin France, Mark Lockhart, and of course the Arguelles brothers, Steve and Julian. From uh, the Loose Tubes debut 1988 album, Open Letter, we heard the tribute to one of the central figures among the South African expats in London, the composition was open letter to Dudu Pukwana. Right after that, uh, we went a couple of years back in time to 1986 and the self-titled debut album by Human Chain, the duo that Steve Arguelles had with pianist and peckhorn player Django Bates. On this album, 
Dudu Pukwana actually appears on one track, but the composition that we heard was freely a composition in which it's just Arguelles and Bates playing, even though a certain South African atmosphere comes through the prepared piano of Django Bates. We then concluded the set with the second and last album by Human Chain, Cashing In, from uh, which we heard another duo where, in this case, Django Bates uh, was playing uh, not the piano, but the other instrument that he was playing at the time, the pack horn. The composition was Boompa Boompa. Let's keep this uh, South African vibe uh, for one more tune, which gives us an opportunity to look more deeply into the collaboration between Steve Arguelles and his younger brother, the very talented saxophonist Julian Arguelles. Up next is Amazi. We'll be right back. 
you know, I'm the oldest. And then my brother's two years younger and my sister two years younger. So, uh, of course, you know, I started out and then brother follows me. And it was not so much competitive. I suppose uh, at such a young age, two years difference is quite a lot. And so I was moving ahead and my brother was just following in the same system behind and my sister too. And then it was only much later, you know, where I started to make music with my brother you know because when we were kids we didn't really play too much together because there was this you know it was quite of a big difference in terms of our abilities at a young age and then of course that we all catch up with each other and you know then uh, I started really doing gigs with my brother when we left school and so it was like from about 20 21 22 around that age you know we started playing together
edition of Mondo Jazz on Radio Free Brooklyn, we're exploring the work of the British artist, and I'm saying artist because referring to him as a jazz drummer would be reductive, Steve Arguelles. For a musician driven by restless curiosity, he has had uh, some pretty long-lasting collaborations over the years. And in this set, we have started looking into some of the longest associations, uh, and among all such collaborations, of course, that with saxophonist Julian Arguelles must be the longest since uh, he is uh, the brother of Steve Arguelles. At the top of the set, we brought back uh, one, of, one more time uh, some South African tinged jazz with a live album recorded by Julian Arguelles uh, with the Frankfurt Radio Big Band featuring Django Bates on piano and Steve Arguelles on drums. The album came out in 2015 and is entitled Let It Be Told. And from that album, we heard Amazi, a composition by one of the leading South African jazz expats in London, pianist Chris McGregor. After a segment of the interview in which uh, Steve Arguelles uh, recounted uh, his uh, relationship with his brother, we shifted to some of the music they played together in the 1990s, from uh, two albums that uh, Steve Arguelles published on the British label Babel. From the record uh, Busy Listening, uh, we heard the Gershwin Standard Nice work if you can get it. And then we pass to the album Circuit from which you played the Keith Jarrett classic The Wind Up. And after that, a composition by Steve Arguelles entitled Hati Hati. What's interesting to note looking at those early albums is how they feature a nice balance of original compositions, quirky standards, lesser played classics, uh, for instance, the gig by Herbie Nichols, and modern compositions, which at the time were not really uh, featured on many other albums except those of those who wrote them. And I'm referring to tunes written by Keith Jarrett or John Schofield or Bill Frizzell, for instance. Let's now shift to some of the other important collaborations that Steve Arguelles has had over the years. Because when you see his name on the liner notes of an album, even though you may not be familiar with the project, you can be reassured that it's going to be something which is sonically rewarding. Up next is a CD featuring a collaboration with two musicians with whom Arguelles has been closely associated. The Cuban pianist Omar Sosa, who's the leader of this project, called Mulatos, and the Tunisian wood player Dafer Youssef. So up next is a composition entitled Nuevo Manto. Thank you. 
You're listening to Mondo Jazz on Radio Free Brooklyn. Radio Free Brooklyn is a nonprofit organization of self-funding volunteers. Of course, there are considerable costs associated with this operation. And if you like what you hear on Mondo Jazz, why not support Radio Free Brooklyn with a pledge of your choice or getting one of Radio Free Brooklyn's t-shirts, hats, or other cool merch from www.radiofreebrooklyn.com donate. Thank you. 
Another set of uh, fascinating music uh, featuring uh, Steve Arguelles, this time no longer as a leader, but wearing the hat of co-leader or sideman or producer. At the top of the set, uh, an intercontinental band led by Omar Sosa named Mulatos, featuring, among others, Dafer Youssef on Oud and Steve Arguelles as drummer, but also producer, a role that Arguelles has played also on later work by Omar Sosa. From their 2004 self-titled release, we heard Nuevo Manto. Right after that, uh, one of the most recent projects uh, featuring Steve Arguelles, a trio with the Paris-based Hungarian guitarist Xaba Palotai and the French saxophonist Rémi Chouteau. They have a new album out entitled Antiquity on the Hungarian label BMC. And from that album, uh, we played Karma Junction. We then uh, finished off the set with the music of the Dutch saxophonist uh, currently based in Boston, uh, Jorrit Dijkstra. From uh, his 1997 album, uh, European Echoes, we heard the composition Lenin 4. This is a collaboration uh, that started a few years earlier when uh, Steve Arguelles, together with Jorrit Dijkstra and the pianist of the band Benoit Delbecq, met and started playing together at the Summer International Workshop in Jazz and Creative Music in Banff, Canada what must have been one of the most uh, talent-filled editions of that workshop, because at that time, uh, among other students in that workshop, you also had people like Ralph Alessi, Ethan Iverson, and Martin Speak. Benoit Delbecq uh, was destined to become one of the key collaborators of Steve Arguelles. Uh, we heard him on this album uh, by Jory Dijkstra, and we heard him earlier as part of the Recyclers. In the next few tracks, however, we'll focus on uh, uh, one of his own albums uh, featuring Steve Arguelles and on a couple of projects where the Beck and Arguelles experiment with uh, electroacoustic landscapes. These are projects called Ambitrionics and Pool Players. But we also will hear from Arguelles uh, why this partnership uh, functions so well. But first, uh, here are the Benoit del Beck 5 with uh, Strange Loop.
I like rhythm that's somehow melodic. I'm thinking also of like African drummers, where the drumming, when it's really good, it's melodic. The drumming that lacks that melody for me becomes slightly military, and I'm not really big on that. So my rhythm, you know, on the one hand, it's complex, but I don't think it is really complex. It's it's more rooted in some kind of melodic way. And then Benoit, with his melodies and his prepared piano, he's moving towards the rhythmic side so we have this way of of meeting and really it is a, a meeting we find sort of little uh, points of connection sometimes we don't really follow each other i do my thing and he does his thing and then we sort of coincide every now and again and that way sometimes if we're on parallel tracks it sort of makes the rhythm more um, uh, more layered complex maybe for the listener even though both of us are doing actually simple thing i think somehow we try to make this complexity by not necessarily playing together but playing next to each other and then we meet up at different points you know and all this is kind of in an improvisational way that's how we approach our music and a way that we don't step on each other's toes either because i'm in my little sphere and he's in his little sphere or cell and two are sort of orbiting each other
You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn for a special edition of Mondo Jazz dedicated to the drummer, composer and producer Steve Arguelles. In this last set, we've been concentrating on his long-lasting collaboration with the French pianist Benoit Delbecq, which Arguelles discussed during the interview. And we've been playing tracks from three albums. At the top of the set was a Strange Loop, a composition by Benoit Delbecq from his album Pursuit, which came out in 1999 on the Canadian label Songlines and featured, in addition to Delbecq and Arguelles, the Canadian clarinet player François Hull, the French bass player Jean-Jacques Avenel, and the American reed player based in Amsterdam, Michael Moore. Right after that, uh, we took a turn towards the electronic experimentations of Delbecq and Arguelles with their duo project Ambitronics. From the 1996 album 9-Volt Tripping, we heard a piece entitled Citea. And that was followed by another album on Songlines recordings by the collaborative quartet Pool Players, which, in addition to Delbeck and Arguelles, features the Norwegian trumpet player Arve Henriksen, as well as Lars Jewell on drums. Uh, their album came out in 2008 uh, with a programmatic title, Way Below the Surface. The track we heard was a triple of keys. And in this particular album, uh, Steve Arguelles is especially indulging in his uh, electronic interests playing using delays and the Sherman filter. Uh, these last two tunes were the perfect launching pad for this uh, final section of today's program, in which we'll be looking a little bit more into the interest for electronics that Steve Arguelles has had over the years. And uh, he was so interested in this part of music that he decided to establish his own label, Plush, as an outlet for this interest. And we'll be hearing about that uh, during our interview with him on this topic. But first, a track from one of this, um, uh, his more recent electronic projects, Manasonic, a collaborative trio which, has, uh, which he has established together with, uh, guess who, Benoit Delbecq again, and uh, sound designer Nicolas Becker. The two artists uh, with which Argeyes has established a cooperative called the Bureau du Son, through which they pursue their numerous projects and manage the record label D-Stream. From Manisonic's album Foley, here is a tune entitled Cassavetes, a title which is an obvious tribute to the Greek-American movie director John Cassavetes. <laughs> Thank you. 
Apex Twin and Square Pusher were extremely inspirational figures. When I started using Sonics in uh, a jazz context or an improvisational context, you know, the record labels I was working with, they weren't ready for that. I was just too early for them. So I decided, well, you know, I'll just start my own record label so that I can do this kind of electronic music that didn't really have a home on the jazz record labels that I was working with previously. And then from producing our own records, Ambitronics with Benoit and some of the other records on that label, other artists came to me and said, oh, well, maybe you can produce my record. So that's how I started to work with Dafa Youssef and uh, with Omar Souza and various other people. Plush was an outlet for the electronic improvisational music that I was doing and also um, actually helped me homing my production mixing skills. So that was useful.
we've spent almost two hours in the company of a British uh, drummer, arranger, and composer, Steve Arguelles, as we've looked into the staggering diversity of his numerous projects and different phases of his career. In this last set, we've focused on his interest in electronic music, much of which has found an outlet through his uh, label Plush and the cooperative Le Bureau du Son. We started the set with Casavetes, a track by the trio called Manasonic, which Arguelles co-leads with pianist Benoit Delbecq and Foley artist and sound designer Nicolas Becker. This tune was uh, featured on the 2017 album entitled Foley. That was followed by Deck Jam, a project by Steve Arguelles with Ashley Slater and Rack, which is rooted in sampling music from old jazz albums and uh, creating a radically new sound landscape uh, out of them. Their first album came out in 2000 on Arguelles' label Plush, and the track we played was entitled Part 2. And then we closed off uh, with uh, Line 3, a composition out of uh, Benoit Delbecq's album Piano Book, released in 2001, also on the label Plush. On this electroacoustic project, uh, Delbecq uh, plays the piano with the electronic assistance and, as he likes to say, also Obstacles by Steve Arguelles. The piano playing is processed through various electronic manipulations, including digital delay and loops, which then in turn creates a background over which the piano plays, and then again is electronically processed and played over. So this is the sonic equivalent of the glorious uh, French cake uh, Millefeuille, which is made of endless layers of thin puff pastry and cream filling, and the whole album sounds just as delicious. Sadly, we're almost at the end of the show, but we still have one more track for you. Before playing it, though, let me remind you that, like every week, Mondo Jazz is uh, followed by Bushwick Garage, Radio Free Brooklyn's psychedelic rock weekly show by Rob Pritchard, so stay tuned. And if you like what you heard, follow Radio Free Brooklyn and Mondo Jazz on Facebook and Instagram, and go to our website where you can download our app for iPhone or Android, and you can also sign up for our newsletter. And you can also learn about and hopefully support our after-school program that offers the chance to local teenagers to learn media literacy through a hands-on approach guided by local professionals. Today's episode of Mondo Jazz will be archived with all past episodes on Mixcloud, Soundcloud, and Podomatic, as well as iTunes. Bassist and composer Ben Allison wrote and performed a theme featuring Ted Nash on flute and the voiceover by Payang Threadgill. Up next is the famous composition by Paul Desmond, Take 5, taken by four musicians, of course, uh, Steve Arguelles on drums, but also guitarist Bill Jenkins, uh, Steve Watts on bass, and Stuart Hall on violin. A really original take on a classic standard, and therefore the perfect way to end a show dedicated to a musician deserving a wider recognition in the US, whose entire career seems to have been driven by a desire to take uh, what's well known and turning it into something new and surprising. So here it is from a 1995 album entitled Blue Moon in a Function Room, take five. Thank you for listening and uh, good night. (laughs) 